Hey friends, before we hop into today's episode, I just want to make sure you're aware of In His Image Wellness Collective. It is a group that I run where we are focusing on stewarding our wellness for the Lord. Yes, not chasing body image, not chasing scales, but really making decisions about our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual well-being with a kingdom lens. We do workouts, we do meal plans, we do devotions, we meet weekly for prayer via Zoom. It is incredible and you want to be a part of it. So make sure you send me an email and I'll give you all the details. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Affirming Truths. We are going to dive right in on a topic that I often talk about with my clients in in His Image Wellness Collective, and a topic that I really had to confront myself with. It was super convicting, and I know that this will resonate with some of you guys. So I hope I have your permission to challenge you today um, in some of your thinking and in some of your, your action, because my heart for you is that you grow in your faith and you grow deeper in the word and that you live out your calling and purpose right? My hope for you is that during your valley seasons, you will still thrive because you are so firmly rooted in Christ. Now, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about grace. Grace is so beautiful. Grace is the unmerited love and favor of God towards us. Grace is Jesus Christ going to the cross for us to cover our sins so that we could be reconciled with God. Grace is beautiful. In Romans 5.20, it says, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Grace covers us. What a beautiful gift of God. We cannot earn it, right? We cannot strive for it. It's no, no product of our own work, but grace is a free gift given to us. And can I tell you, I need the grace of God every day. I need the grace of God every day. And one of the things that I've learned in therapy is not only do I need the grace of God every day, but there's lots of instances in my life where I need to give myself grace. You know, when I'm healing, when I'm overcoming something, when I fall back to bad coping skills, when I mess up, I need to operate with grace and compassion towards myself, just like God acts in grace and compassion towards us. It's similar to forgiveness, right? 
who am I to not forgive myself of my past mistakes when my father in heaven, the sovereign God of the universe forgives me? Am I holier than God that I don't forgive myself? No, if God's forgiveness is for me, then I need to forgive myself. And the same can be true with grace. If grace covers me, then I need to learn to give myself grace as well. But, and here's the but, I have found in my own life and I have found in working with clients that we sometimes lean on grace as an excuse. Ouch. We sometimes lean on grace as an excuse. And if I'm honest and reflecting, even recently in my alcohol journey, um, in all the times I attempted to stop drinking and it failed and I attempted to stop drinking and it failed, how earnest really were those attempts and how quickly did I give up on excuse that, oh, I'm just prone to addiction. I've been drinking for so long. You know, I got to give myself grace for, for all of this, right? Like I would fall back on grace really quickly. And I realized that part of the reason I was doing that is because I actually wanted to avoid the hard work of change. Does that sound familiar? I wanted to avoid the hard work of change because here's the thing. Change is hard. Change is hard. Grace is meant to cover us when we earnestly seek to do God's best and we miss the mark. Grace is not intended to be a a crutch so that we can avoid the earnest striving towards change and transformation. Do you see the difference there? Yes, it's the Holy Spirit working in us that transforms us and sanctifies us, but we need to partner, right? God is all about partnerships. He is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself on us. We need to partner with God. We need to partner with God in our change and our transformation. We need to partner with God. If I'm not laying down my will, God's not going to come in here and snatch it from me. If I am not seeking his best for my life, if I am not asking for transformation, if I am not in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit striving for change, it's not going to come, right? It's not going to come. And for so long, I rested on grace. And I say this to my clients too, grace is is a beautiful tool. Grace is a beautiful gift, but grace misused can lead to complacency. I don't need to change because I'm covered by grace. It's too hard to change. I'm just going to rest in grace. This transformation is too difficult, so I'm just going to fall back on grace. That is a misuse and an abuse of grace. That is using grace as an excuse to stay stuck in poor stewardship, to stay stuck in sin, to stay stuck out of alignment with God and not walking in your calling and purpose over your life. 
you know, we read in Romans 6, 1, well, then should we keep sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Rhetorical question, because he goes on to say no, no, just because grace exists does not mean we become complacent in our walk. Just because grace exists does not mean we avoid the hard work of change. Just because grace exists does not mean we go about still living the life the way that we were living before we encountered Jesus. I remember early in my Christian life, I was like a weekend club girl. would go clubbing, go drinking. And even after I got saved and my excuse was, well, God hasn't taken this desire away from me. So I'm just going to go, go keep doing it. God's going to give me grace in doing it because I'm sinful and he hasn't changed my desire yet. I was waiting for God to come in without me laying it down, right? I wasn't laying down my desire to go to the club. I wasn't surrendering this old life to God. I wanted to keep it. I wanted to keep it and then fall back on grace. Well, God didn't change my heart. God didn't change my desire. So I know he forgives me. I know he has grace for me. And I kept doing that thing. I wasn't conflicted, right? Conflicted. There was a time in the Bible where Paul says, I do what I don't want to do. There was a conflict here. I'm, I'm mournful over my sin. I, I'm, I'm, I'm broken over my sin. Why do I keep doing that? Grace is there. That's the beauty of grace. But I wasn't broken over my sin. I wasn't, I wasn't working to, to go against it. I wasn't disciplining myself into the behaviors that God wanted me to do. I was using grace as a crutch, as an excuse. And I want to tell you, friend, there is a time for grace. But then there's a time for honest reflection and discipline. To discipline yourself. Just like we're to take our thoughts captive in obedience to Christ, we need to take our behaviors captive in obedience to Christ. We need to take our desires captive and in obedience to Christ. We need to take our habits and our routines captive and in obedience to Christ. We need to take our heart captive and make it obedient to Christ. And that's hard work, and it's painful work. But we read in Hebrews 12, 11, for the moment discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Discipline is hard. It does not feel good. That's why so many of us avoid it. But the fruit of discipline is the peaceful righteousness. It is becoming more like Jesus. It is becoming more like God. It is living more in freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that the pain of discipline produces much fruit to the glory of God and to the working out of our faith. But we have to go through it. 
We can't keep resting on the excuse of grace to avoid the discipline required to take our life captive and make it obedient to Christ. Oh, I've struggled with this. I've struggled with this. You're not alone, friend. The struggle is real. The avoidance of pain is real. We're conditioned to avoid pain. But friend, it is on the other side of that pain of discipline that freedom reigns. It was on the other side of the cross that our freedom was won, that victory was gained. Jesus did not avoid the pain. And the fruit of that is our eternal life. It is the only reason why we have grace to begin with. Are you avoiding your cross and just resting in grace? That's not what God has called you to. God has called you to become more like him. Why? Because there's freedom in that. There's power in that. There's transformation in that. There's kingdom impact in that. You are no longer a slave to sin. So keep, stop using grace as an excuse to stay there, bound. God has so much more for you. God has so much more for you. And this is just another way that the enemy tries to corrupt God's good gifts. Grace is a good gift, but the enemy tries to corrupt it by allowing us to use it as an excuse to stay unchanged. Don't let the enemy rob you of the fruit of righteousness on the other side of the discipline to change. Don't let him rob you of the freedom that comes from it. Don't let him rob you of the future hope and purpose God has over you. Because you're hiding behind grace. My affirming truth for you today is I will earnestly seek to do the hard work of change and surrender. And I want to bring to attention 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, where we need to hide behind grace, but of power and love and self-control. We can discipline ourselves in the area of the hard work required to change, to break off bad habits, to break free of sin in Jesus' name. Friend, grace abounds and covers you, but do not twist it into something that stops you from actually growing in faith, growing in spiritual maturity, growing into becoming more like Jesus. I'll talk to you next time. Hey friends, before you go, I want you to know about a resource I have for you. 
If you struggle with replacing lies with truth, if you struggle with a negative mindset and really rooting your identity in Christ, I want you to go check out my Who You Say I Am biblically-based affirmation cards. They're a great way to learn what God has to say about you, to combat lies and replace it with the truth of the word. You can find them at my website or in the link below. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.